Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy TGIF. Yes. Thank God it's Friday for sure. Okay, big news conference coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We got yep. Dr. Bonnie Henry and also Education Minister Jennifer Whiteside, and they're expected to announce new COVID safety rules for schools. What are you anticipating here? We're bringing you that live, by the way, at the bottom of the hour here. What do you think they're going to say? Well, I think they're going to extend the mask mandate to uh, kindergarten to grade three, so everybody basically in schools. Um, Province-wide province now? Province-wide. Yeah. Yeah, it's my understanding. Um, interesting, this week, uh, Dr. Henry amended her public health order and added an, a section that allowed uh, districts to go up and beyond what the rules were, which was 4 to 12, grade 4 to 12. They could institute their own. So you saw Vancouver, Surrey, and then Burnaby last night. Uh, the big three coming in with uh, extending their mask mandate. So today's just basically saying, well, everybody can do it. Okay, so we expect that to go province-wide. Anything else? What about those cohorts? I was wondering, I had one parent yeah, email me this sure. morning saying they can bring those cohorts back. They might. I, I don't have a, a read on that. It's interesting. In I just checked the stats last night in September. The biggest growth of COVID cases, not hospitalizations, just COVID cases testing positive, are kids under the age of 10. Uh, yeah. in, in September, week to week, yeah. uh, a significant increase. Not the the, the over tens. So, unfortunately, they don't break it into into under twelves because those are the people on on uh, not vaccinated. But the vaccinations are having an impact on kids uh, over the age of twelve. The numbers are not increasing in great, great numbers. They are increasing, but they're not really off the charts. But they are significant for the under 10s, and those are people unvaccinated. What about mandatory vaccination for teachers? Is that possible? I'd be a surprise if she knows I'd that. be surprised if we go, yeah. to, go to that. Uh, but one thing that's changed, last school year there was no evidence, there was little evidence, according to Dr. Henry, of transmission in schools. Now with the Delta variant, and you're seeing this big spike in cases of kids under the age of 12 who are unvaccinated, you have to wonder whether or not we are now seeing transmission in schools. Yeah. If that's the case, uh, a lot of rules are going to change. Okay, so we'll have you. We'll have that for you live here at the bottom of this hour. So make sure you hang around for that. All right, Justin Trudeau yesterday on the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation oh, decides to go on vacation in Tofino uh, with his family, and this was broken by media. Uh, Toronto Sun, I believe, broke this story, and they took a look at his itinerary. His official itinerary was released by the Prime Minister's office. Uh, I think it said he had he had meetings, or it didn't say he was going on vacay. No. That, that's for sure. Private and then, meetings. Then they checked out, okay, where is his private jet? So Trudeau's got that Challenger jet it's known as Can Force One. So the U.S. president's got Air Force One. We got Can Force One for the prime minister. And lo and behold, the itinerary is, is going to Tofino. So it turns out they did, the prime minister's office then did sort of cough it up and say, yeah, he's, he's going well, on vacation they, in Tofino. Not only that, they said, well, he's not on a beach. Oh, our, man. Our, our camera, our global news camera. Yeah. Uh, actually caught up with the Prime Minister on a beach yeah. in Tofino, walking on a beach. This is terrible optics. Uh, again, uh, so his defenders, I noticed on social media, saying, come on, September 28th is the anniversary of his father's death. 
October 2nd is the anniversary of his brother Michel's uh, death in the avalanche. Uh, so that's why he was there. But September 30th is not neither of those dates. September 30th is Truth and Reconciliation Day. And he chose that day to walk on a beach in Tofino. He was invited to meet with First Nations in Kamloops. He could have yes. stopped there on his way to Tofino. Um, whatever reason, chose not to. So... Uh, he's he's feeling the heat as I think he should. This is this was terrible optics, terrible. Um, I think a, a lack of judgment on of all days when he's put so much personal stock into this, and he's been criticized for not being sincere about this, being all about talk and not action. Yeah. Well, this was uh, this was a lack of action. Yeah, and you had the uh, the Kamloops First Nation was saying like, well, we have invited him here, and here he is in BC. He didn't he didn't take our invitation up. Also, the Nuchalna First Nation, which is where Tofino is located. Okay, so that's their traditional territory. They said they had they had events for Truth and Reconciliation Day right in Tofino, and they would have been very happy to have him uh, there well, on, in Tofino. He was Tofino. also asked, our, my colleague Nidu Gacha of, uh, of Global asked him, had an interview with him in the last week of the campaign, and asked him, when are you going to Kamloops? Yeah. And he said, basically, when I'm invited there. So it's, um, it, it's he was bad look. It's a, bad. Oh, it's a very bad look. Uh, he's lucky it's at the beginning of his term, and this might be forgotten down the road, but uh, not a good way to like start. Like you, you mentioned that his press secretary told, I believe told CTV, that while well, he's not on a beach, you know, kind of give him a break. He's, it's not like he's on the yeah, beach. Well, our camera and found then him Global, on beach. Global takes a picture of him on a beach, and they're asking him questions, and he's ignoring the questions we, and walking we, away, which also did not look good. We asked him a number of questions. He refused to turn around and answer any of them. Yeah, okay, here is uh, Chief Roseanne Casimir from the Kamloops First Nation here and her disappointment about this. Have a listen. I am that he was not able to join us today. I did hold out on hope that maybe that he would be here. We have sent him two invitations. Okay, I remember, though, when John Horgan went on vacation during the wildfires, you, you thought the criticism of Horgan was unwarranted. Yeah, I, I do. But I, you I, think I, this I think, criticism is warranted. I think this is different. This is one day. This is a lot of focus on one day, uh -huh. uh, a unique event. The wildfires were going on for months. This is a one-day event, which a lot of importance was t attached to. Uh, the B.C. government sent two representatives, uh, Mike Farnworth and Marie Rankin, um, you know, local politicians participate in this. This is a fairly big deal. And again, because he put so much uh, stock in this uh, event himself, I mean, the federal government brought this holiday in. It's huge. Uh, and then to turn around and say, no, I'm going to go walk on a beach. I just don't. By think the that. way, this National Truth and Reconciliation Day yesterday, I mean, we covered it on the show, of course. And like it was it's huge. Like people really, really mm -hmm. connected on this. And just I just noticed in, around town yesterday, tons of people wearing or tons orange, of shirts. orange shirts. There were big turnouts at some of the yep. ceremonies and events that went on. So people really got into this. And. You know, to see the photos of him now just sort of walking on the beach, he's on vacay. Like, I don't know. I think it's bad judgment as well. I agree with you on that. You think like, okay, if you want a vacation, why not do Truth and Reconciliation Day on Thursday and then today, go on vacay today. Yeah. You yeah. know, go now go do your vacation. Why yeah, did you no. do it yesterday? I mean, this is going to become like Remembrance Day. I mean, it's, it's going to yeah, be a big, That's right. it's going to be a big deal annually. Yes, I believe, I, I agree with you. I, and rightly so. I, I believe it will be a big day every day. Okay. Trudeau taking a lot of heat on that. Uh, let me ask you real quickly about Dr. Bonnie Henry here and whether people should be offered a third dose of the vaccine if they've received the mix and match doses, especially with U.S. travel rules looming here. The Americans might insist on the same dose, mm. but the same vaccine in both doses. Should 
British Columbians be offered the third dose so they can travel. Yeah, and she we had an interview with her uh, this week, and she said that we're we're going to get there. Uh, but again, I, I invite everybody to take a little step back here. The, the reality is, we've got about three hundred thousand people with immune compromised situations. They go first. Long long term care people, about forty thousand, I think forty five thousand. They are also they're actually at the head of the queue. Then we're going to have likely uh, approval for kids age five to eleven to get. Uh, doses and they need two doses as well. That's about you know two hundred, three hundred thousand kids. So you start doing the math there. So it's probably a, at least a half a million people that have to be taken care of before we get to a third dose for travel. And that's why she she's you know she's opened the door to getting a third dose. But again, ta- in talking to her, get the strong sense. That's not a top priority for her. It's the other people in other situations. Well, I can sir, I can understand that. And she also pointed out that. For people who have already received two doses of the vaccine, you don't necessarily need a third dose right now. I mean, you're you're got your full protection. And very going, few people so. are very few people are traveling internationally compared to the general population. So you, yeah. if you take a look Still. at long term care, immune compromised people and kids under the age of 12, that's a lot of people to take care of before we get to international okay. travel. Okay, I still think, though, there should be some assurance for people who are trying to make travel arrangements. And it, by the way, it's not just people going on vacation. It's people who have business interests, or they're visiting mm-hmm. sick family, relatives in the United States, whatever. So I think they should be given some assurance that this is going to be taken care of. Well, it's going to be I taken think, care of. I just don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, well, I think the ideal situation where the United States bring in some reasonable rules. I mean, these mix-and-match vaccines, are they're effective, right? They were mm-hmm. protecting people. Well, we, so. had a, we had a... Uh, epidemiologist from Harvard on last night, uh, I think in Richard Zussman's story, which is, he says, look, pragmatism is going to start taking over here. These rules about, oh, so. you can't mix and match, they're going to start being relaxed when, when the reality hits home that the economy uh, for all nations thrives on travel and tourism, and you don't want to put barriers up to that. Well, hopefully Trudeau and his government are actively lobbying the United States to bring in some reasonable rules. So when he's done his vacay in Tofino, maybe he could uh, he's make done, that. When he's priority. done walking on the beach there, yeah. hopefully he makes a call. Right. Against Baldry's Beat. Let's go right to your phone calls here. We've got lots of them. Uh, Derek in Port Moody. Hi, Derek. Hey, Mike. I was just calling about the uh, the mixed vaccines. I'm unclear. Um, if you have two mRNA vaccines like Moderna and Pfizer, is that considered a mix or is it only a mix when you when you mix it with AstraZeneca and a different one? Well, that's what we're waiting to find out. Like the states have said that by early November, they are going to clarify what will be a, an acceptable vaccine mix. And right now, I believe that that would be considered a mix. I don't think it should be. No. But that's the you know that's it, where we need the clarity on it. It's it's evolving. So the rules yeah. today are not going to be like the rules a month from now or two months from now. This the, the rules are going to change. They're going to change for every country. And I think you will see pragmatism take over rather than this ultra cautiousness and overreading the situation when it comes to vaccines. So I think I think the rules will be clearer and more lax in because the weeks ahead. There's lots of evidence that these mixed vaccines provide you with plenty oh, of protection, right? BC's, so. BC statistics, we're talking over 90% uh, protection here. Yeah, and for people, and every we all followed the rules here. I mean, I listened to Bonnie Henry. That's why I got the mix and match. You know, She said, take the first one that's available to you, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people, th- hundreds of th- tens of thousands of people did that. She maintains the rules will be yeah. s- suffice to allow people to travel with yeah. mixed vaccines. John in Richmond. Hi, John. Hi there, how you doing, guys? Good. Good. Um, so I have two five-year-old kids in school. They're twins. Um, and I'm hearing all about this, you know, doing the mask mandate from K to 5 and all the masks in school. And 
they're saying, oh, well, it's because the cases are going up in kids. And I say that, well, yeah, of course they are because they're all together again. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yep. they're all getting in closed spaces again inside, um, you know, and they're all, of course, cases are going to go up. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a linear thing. Right. Yep. And another thing with the mask mandate is, you know, our kids are going to be touching each other, sweating on each other. You know, like you really think the masks are really going to stop them. And are you going to keep them on a five year old? Probably not. Yeah, so, you know? yeah, no, all good points. So the masks are not a panacea. They're not going to prevent, uh, you know, suddenly zero cases in schools. They're, the Delta variant is, so the Delta variant wasn't there in the last school year, except for the last couple months. It's there now. It's 100% of the cases in BC is the Delta variant. It's more transmissible. It's more infectious. And you are going to get more kids uh, because they're not vaccinated. So until we get kids vaccinated, we're going to continue to have a spike in cases. But the masks will likely reduce the the uh, increase. Not going to stop but it. It's not going to make it zero, yeah. but yeah. it's going to. And again, keep in mind, we don't have hospitalizations associated, for the most part, associated with with kids under the age of twelve getting yeah. COVID nineteen. I've got kids on my block who are six or seven years old. A number of them, my neighbors. Uh, they all got COVID-19. They're all running around, you know, playing road hockey and, and pirates in the backyard. They're not bedridden. They don't have fevers. They're not in hospital, but they do test positive for COVID-19. That will continue until the vaccinations kick in. Let's go to Barb in West Vancouver. Hi. Oh, good morning, um, Mike and Keith. Happy Hi. Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, to get away from the doom and gloom, today, October the 1st, is International Day of Older Persons. That was passed by the United Nations General Assembly on December the 14th, 1990. And it's to recognize and thank the seniors in your life. Seniors Mm. rule today. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm glad to hear that. Thanks for for letting us know. Seniors always rule, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Dave in Port Moody. Hi, Dave. Hey, guys. I'm just curious why no one's mentioned the fact of the cost of the jet from Ottawa to to Fino. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Along with all of all of his other uh, little vacations he's done in six years, I wonder. I don't know how much that cost. Uh, I'm sure it's uh, not cheap. Uh, you know, Trudeau is having his defenders, like he said, and and like I I pointed this out on Twitter last night. That I I didn't think this was great either. And of course, you get the pushback. Leave him alone. This is not fair. You know what? Like, if, if this was a conservative prime minister, if Stephen Harper had pulled a stunt like this, if he was still prime minister, what do you think the liberals would be saying right now? I mean, yeah. they'd be going absolutely bonkers about something like this and just yeah, this merciless. Yeah, not a, a one-day story. It's going to continue today. Yeah, let's go to Eileen in Kelowna. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Go ahead. Yes, I would like to know why they stopped the touch point in the school district being colds, flus were down last year, and now COVID is up. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you mean? What do you What's mean? your point? What do you mean? Well, why did they stop having touch point in the school district? Where What's a touch point? Going, what, do, what do you mean by touch they were, point? They were going, people were going and cleaning all the desks, all oh. the chairs, light switches, so forth. Oh, I see. Okay. So you're saying why aren't they doing more heavy, like deep cleaning like that? Yes, why didn't they continue it? Keith. That's interesting. I mean, at the beginning of this, remember, um, it was assumed that the surfaces were the chief spreader of the virus. You weren't supposed to touch a doorknob, for example. And that's now since been disproven. It's more uh, transmissible through the air. So that's why there's less of that deep cleaning going on. But it's interesting, as we head into flu season, 
whether or not, um, again, the mask mandate that was announced today may actually help curb the flu. Uh, in flu season. We had no flu last year. Hopefully, I have no flu this year. Keith, thanks a lot. Have a great weekend. All right, same to you. That is Keith Baldry, and that's Baldry's Beat. Thanks a lot for all your calls.